Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 48th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week, every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we decided to um, go back to the bullet drinks. And um, this is one of the last ones that's on the little <clears throat> mm-hmm. recipe list. And it's called a Rise Up. Yeah. It's a rye whiskey with elderflower liqueur, um, cognac, and sweet vermouth. And then a dash of bitters. Yeah. And it's good. It's really good. I really like it. It's it's really sweet. It seems like it would like like it has sugar or something in it, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, the I don't know if it's a sweet vermouth or the the elderflower in yeah. it, but it gives it a pretty nice sweet little flavor in it. It's a lot more you can take bigger sips than you would if it was just kind of a dry Yeah. Or Straight up whiskey type of drink, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. It's yeah, really good. I like it. So we did a poll this last week, and um, to asking everyone what you you all wanted us to talk about, and so the choices were between double standards mm-hmm. and <clears throat> the list, or um, yeah, do you cel- and your partner have like a celebrity yeah, sex celebrity, list or yeah, something like that? Celebrity uh, crushes or whatever. Right. And so, what one was the double standards? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I hope this episode goes well. I uh, and I think that I don't, I don't know if everyone knows what they they're in for yeah. <laughs> with this. Episode. Yeah, I, I think sometimes when when you say double standards, I mean it's a pretty generic question. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what double standards? Double standards mm-hmm. in society? Double standards? With men versus women, double standards in relationships, you know, double standards in politics. I mean, there's all kinds of double standards out there. Yeah, there is, definitely. Uh, But before we get started on that, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. Yeah. um, You know who you are who shared this. (laughs) And you should know better. Yes. Um, And that's all I'm going to say. I feel sorry for my boyfriend. Like when he, we first met, or when he first met me, I tried so hard. Now I slob around in my mismatched PJs, not brush my teeth, wet hair, no makeup, eating donuts. And I feel bad because I basically catfished him. But he's stuck with me now. <laughs> um, one, no he's not. He can leave your donut stuffing ass any minute he wants to. Stinky ass. Yeah, stinky, no teeth brushing, wet hair, yeah. slobbiness. Uh-huh. Um... You know, and two, we, you know, we, we think that you should, you know, we, we talk a lot about g- being and giving the best version mm-hmm. of yourself. Yes. And we mean that in every aspect of the word, not just partially. There's a whole right. well-roundedness to being the best version of you, and that's not it. No, not um, at all. At all. And, and you were also huge advocates of continually dating your partner. I mean, how, what did you do? It, it shouldn't be about, I think people miss or confuse this with almost like like it's a negative to say you should always try to impress your partner. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that you're trying to impress them so they're like, 
wow, I'm so impressed with you. Mm -hmm. But it is about maintaining an impression. Yeah, well, and you want to keep you want to keep the spark. Yeah, going. You want to keep that flame lit. Mm-hmm. And doing this kind of shit is definitely not gonna. Yeah. Keep that going. I mean, th- there's a big difference between a comfortable and normal and ordinary relationship and a extraordinary relationship. Mm-hmm. So this right here is an example of a comfortable mm-hmm. relationship. Too comfortable. Too comfortable. And, mm-hmm. and pe- people somehow think that that's that's an accomplishment, like. Oh, we're so comfortable around each other that, you know, I think we, we just saw an article not too long ago that was like, if you can't fart in your, in front of your partner, you're headed for divorce yeah. or some stupid okay. crap <laughs> like that. Yeah. Almost like encouraging this, this gross type of behavior. Uh-huh. Um, that's some of those initial first steps to being roommates instead of lovers Yeah, is things like that. So if you want, you know, like we preach, if you want a hot, passionate, fun, engaging well-rounded, sensual, all-around relationship, you know, bring that best version of yourself. Don't get too comfortable and don't turn into the gross couple. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, yeah we, we've talked about gross couples before. Just date your partner, like how mm-hmm. you said. <laughs> Continue to date them. So, yeah, like I said, we we're going to be talking about double standards. Um, we kind of wanted... We, we, we went through and we did a little bit of research and um, I guess our own little research with the double standards. And we were trying to figure out like, well, we know that there's double standards. I, we know that there's some that are blatant, I, mm-hmm. I guess, double standards. Some double standards that we maybe agree that should be double standards too. Mm-hmm. And other ones we think that are double standards that other people think are double standards, but we don't think... But you're wrong. ...necessarily are anymore. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, you know, this was this was one of those that, uh, I guess one of our, our competing um, marriage podcasts did this about like 10 months ago. And I think they had an intent to head one direction, and it kind of turned into something else. And, and we listened to it... Um, and thought, you know, they, they didn't really do this the right way, we didn't think. And, and we thought, you know, this is a topic that we think you could kind of bring to the to a, a relationship perspective on it. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a whole lot of, when they did it, it was a whole lot of, of personal, you could tell there was a whole lot of personal issues mm-hmm. of, you know, she firmly believed in all of these double standards and that she was the victim of the double standards. Right. And recognizing double standard, you know, don't victimize yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't do that. You, you're weak. If, if, if you're letting a double standard, you know, dictate why you aren't successful in any platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's not, don't, don't use that as an excuse. And that's kind of what it was almost like this. Well, I, I want you to acknowledge, you know, from a female to a male, I want you to acknowledge this double standard exists and tell me that it exists and it's not fair and I'm just a victim of this double standard and then I don't have to feel bad about doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what double standards are about and that's not our perspective on it. Yeah. Um, so we kind of wanted to tackle and talk about the subject a little bit. and Yeah, and show you our, yeah. our viewpoints, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, one that it was pretty funny. I, as I was reading some stuff, I came across this article that 
was, um, it was actually, um, some research done or, uh, not re I guess it was research, um, re- pretty recently mm-hmm. about women and men, um, and who buys a condom. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a study. There mm-hmm. we go. Um, so a study was done and who buys or who like carries them or was it one in the same? Uh, I think it was one in the same. Oh, okay. I don't know if it is specified, honestly. But um, it it basically, you know, if if a female bought the condom, then it was it was like she was people considered her a hoe. Mm-hmm. Um, if a guy buys the condom, he was considered responsible. Right. And so, I mean, I think that. I mean, this prob- this has go- gone on for a long time mm-hmm. with this double standard where guys got, guys probably should buy the condom, but if a woman does and she is trying to be responsible, mm-hmm. why is that necessarily a bad thing? Right. Well, I mean, and, and even like, and you kind of touched on it with... It's been like this. I mean, even look at, you know, one of our favorite shows is that 70s show mm-hmm. when Donna goes on the pill. Yeah. And it's, she's, you know, quote unquote, open for business now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, there's this, you know, negative connotation when a woman is trying to be sexually responsible and prevent a teen pregnancy or an unplanned pregnancy, which you should, you should be doing everything you could to prevent those. Mm-hmm. But... Because she goes those measures, she, she's seen as slutty or loose or open for business or whatever you want right. to you want to call. It. But the guy is congratulated on well, good job, way to be responsible and and protect yourself and, and this and that. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's definitely a a double standard in that fashion. But I is she seen that way by her peers and girlfriends? Um, I don't... do. You, do you think most women would? Th- would support that? Or do you think a lot of women would still be like, ugh, that's... She's Yeah, slutty. I think it's probably... Nowadays, it's probably still split 50-50. It's split 50-50 now. Maybe mm-hmm. back in the day, it was... Most women thought, you know, geez, she's provocative or... Right. Or whatever. And now, I think that... Unfortunately, there are other women that still hate on that type of... Mm-hmm thing happening because they they probably are like i don't know what a hoe yeah <laughs> you know right. um well if, if you want to talk about a double standard with with that saying that you know a girl buying um sex protection or condoms or whatever you want to put in there and and she's seen as loose and, and we say no she should be seen as responsible what happens when you take that a step further and you have a guy that not just does he buy condoms because I think that I think that the condom responsibility should fall on the guy, mm-hmm. and so I think that it for both sexes it probably falls into that category of it's better to be prepared to not need need one mm-hmm. than not have one and need it right um, yeah. and so I think both of them probably come at it from that angle but but what if the guy was super responsible mm-hmm. and he had a variety of diaphragms? <laughs> for the woman, that, well, that would be creepy. But it's the same thing. It's he's being prepared for sexual activity, uh-huh. and so he's got an assortment of diaphragms, 
and um, some spermicidal lubricants. <laughs> and he's right. got his little his little fanny pack of of safe sex tools. And he's like, "Well, hold on, let's you know what 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 size diaphragm do you need?" Oh and, my gosh, yeah. And, and here's this and that. I mean, if he's taking steps to be <laughs> super protective, why is that creepy? That's a double standard right there. Well, and, and then I mean, the woman would have to wonder, like, why is he, why is he doing this? Like, is he really gonna measure, like, right. inside of me so I can put all this diaphragm? Yeah. Oh my gosh! So is that being too prepared? <laughs> is there such thing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, know. That, that that's the that's the fun funny thing about the double standard, just uh-huh. when you. When you like look at it from the other, yeah. When you look at it from a different angle, you uh-huh. kind of realize how ridiculous it sounds. I know, um, especially for people that are really dug in and stuck on one side of the argument. Uh huh. Um, you know, because you, you can see, like, e- even defending the woman's perspective on this, which we agree with mm-hmm. that she's being responsible, not slutty. But people that would tend to stand up for that can get pretty defensive and in your face. So I just wonder what their response would be. Okay, okay. We'll concede with that, but you have to allow the guy to do this as well. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that's just, that's so weird though. Yeah, it is it weird. Is. I mean, and yeah, I, of course, I guess it, it is a double standard, but, and it's, that is, that would just be creepy. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's any other word for it. <laughs> Um, but go, I guess kind of going along with that, um, with women and, and being slutty or whatever, if a woman does have multiple or a lot of sex partners, she is considered a slut. Mm -hmm. And if a man is, has multiple sex partners, it's like, good for him. Good job, bro. But I think that... I, I don't know who who per, who perpetuates that. Mm-hmm. Women aren't telling men good job for sleeping with all these girls. Mm-hmm. That's coming from other guys, and I think guys are probably the ones that are still calling women slutty that do the same thing. But women are also calling women that do that slutty. Yeah. So a woman that sleeps around is getting it from both sexes. Uh-huh. Guys don't. Guys yeah. just get it from one sex. I know. That's true. And so... Because a woman will... Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. see dudes and I'm like, really? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Right. He's a hoe. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It, it does come... And women are as, just as bad at telling a woman, mm-hmm. no, you shouldn't do that. Ugh, look at that. Look at that girl. Well, you either have to make the decision, is it wrong for everybody uh-huh. or is it okay for everybody? Right. I know, and I don't think it's okay for anybody, (laughs) but that's just me, I guess. (laughs) Um, And I I think like with with guys, men and women, they, um, women can, you know, can be jealous and like jealous and about their spouse or about Mm -hmm. their boyfriend but if a dude is jealous and you know wants his girl's attention mm-hmm. it he's considered possessive and controlling and, yeah yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i think that that's a big double standard as well i think that uh 
you know, it's it's almost it's almost lighthearted socially when a woman is possessive of her man. Mm-hmm. And it's written more off as as she well she just she really loves him mm-hmm. and you know whatever it is and and you you don't really hear the argument from the guy or or even collectively a lot of women that are like well she must not trust him mm-hmm. or she wouldn't act that way but that's what you hear when a guy is like hey I don't want you going out doing that yeah you know? I don't want you going out on girls night out yeah. like I want you to be with me mm-hmm. and then yeah he's looked at like what the fuck like doesn't yeah. he trust her it, he, she's just going out with the girls. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna go have a couple drinks amongst each other, but in, realistically, there's gonna be other dudes there. Well, and that's where the other double standard argument comes in. That to defend a woman doing that is well, she needs a break. But nobody ever says that. Everybody just assumes the guy guys just get all these breaks from whatever. Yeah. And so it's, nobody's ever like, well, he needs a break from from whatever that is. Uh huh. But it, the woman always needs a break. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. It, and a, a break from what? Most of the time, I'm like, from what? What do you need a break from? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. But that's, you end up hearing that that defense for women a lot. Uh huh. That, well, it's different, you know, for her because she needs a break. And, and, and you'll hear, well, everybody needs a break, but that everybody doesn't typically include the guys. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And there's just this general consensus that. I don't know if everybody just thinks that guys get all the breaks they want so they don't need a break or if there's just still this this stereotypical perception that the woman does everything uh-huh. around even if she's a working mom she does everything around the house everything for the kids and everything and because she everyone's assuming that all women do that mm-hmm. that the man doesn't need a break right. and that's not true. Well, I I mean I mean I'm not, I don't think either one of them need a break. I mean, right. you signed up for what you signed up for, so I don't think anybody gets a break. That's yeah. my way of abolishing the double standard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because take, you should take a break with each other. That's what you should do. Yeah, I know. Take a, yeah, take a break with each other and go on date night and together. If you, if you need a break from each other, then it's time to break up. <laughs> I know, really, huh? You know? You're all, don't yeah. mess with me tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got that Hennessy in me now. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Getting a little attitude. <laughs> In the cognac. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think that that was that's a really good, a really good point about that double standard with the, mm-hmm. with the men and women. Um, one that that we were, <laughs> we were talking about that, it's, we think it's a double standard. Um, I think it. I think it's pretty well-known, but I think that other people can maybe disagree with Mm -hmm. us with this one. And that is the good-looking people versus not-so-good-looking people. Double standard. And what I mean by that is... Well, okay, so, for instance, there was um, that Saturday Night Live skit with uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. And... um, and he, you know, he they're work. He's working in an office, and he goes up to this the office girl. It's a and, sexual harassment training video. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's right. Is what it is. Yeah. And so he goes up to her, and he's like, "Hey, looking good. You look real nice today." And then she's like, "Oh, oh, yeah. thanks." 
But then the ugly dude. Yeah, the ugly male coworker goes up, says the same thing, uh-huh. and he's slapped with the sexual harassment suit. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think in, even in one of the scenes, like, Tom Brady ends up going up to her, like, just in his underwear. Yeah, or something, yeah I think so. And it's still not uh-huh. sexual harassment. Right. Well, and uh-huh. that that's where the, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember, how, how, did I, how did I put it? That, uh, I, I can't remember, I can't remember how I put it, like, ugly people, it was pretty mean, but I was like, ugly people don't have, have the option of trying to figure out if what they're saying is offensive or not, uh-huh. or something, when yeah. it comes to that, I can't remember how I worded it, it was, I probably said a lot better whenever I said it, but... Um, but that, you know, is that really a double standard or uh-huh. is that real? I mean, it, you, you've got, I mean, if, if you're out there and you work with people of the opposite sex or whatever sex you're attracted to and take the most repulsive person you work with mm-hmm. and if he or she comes up to you and starts complimenting you on, oh, your hair looks really great today and oh, I really like that perfume. You smell really good. And, yeah. And... You would be creeped out, like, ugh. Yeah. Why well, are you smelling me? <laughs> what are you doing that for? And yeah, I, and it makes you uncomfortable. I even look at it from when you and I like first. I don't know. I guess we're getting to know each other, mm-hmm. and when we worked, we just worked together. We were just coworkers, and like I remember you telling me, "Oh, wow, your hair looks really cute yeah, today." Did you get your hair, did you get your hair or done? Something? Yeah. And you know, of course, I I felt. I felt it was flattered. A yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, this guy." He noticed. Yeah, he he thinks that I'm at least my hair's pretty, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, at the time, and so. But I mean, there was other guys that that were. What if it was that worked with us? I know guy. the one with the sloppy kisses. Oh, I was gonna say the. Oh, the one that said that I was his work wife. No. Oh. Well, yeah, there was a handful of creepers there. There's a ton. Yeah, a ton of them, and so. But if one of them had said it, yeah. Well, and, and for instance, the one that was the the slob, slobbery yeah. mouth. He's an older guy that liked to <laughs> kiss the young ladies uh-huh. on the not cheek, even, not like no, yeah, not on, on the, the mouth, mouth or something. <laughs> but still, like he thought he was the endearing, like father grandfather figure that was looking out for all the girls. Uh-huh. But everybody was just creeped out, right? By him yeah, he always wanted to hug and <laughs> pet on you and. Give you kisses on the cheek, and yeah. he'd yeah, and then, and then like in. his mouth would be all wet, and then he'd give you a kiss on <laughs> the cheek, drool and you're on like, cheek. you're like, oh, this is gross. What the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> but if that was Seth doing that, <laughs> not slobbering. Well, I know, not slobbering, but giving me a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, have at it's it. It's not sexual harassment then. Yeah, <laughs> get better looking, and then you got to worry about it. I know. Well, and so, but with even, with all of that being said, too, um, I did, I came across another article about, like, men that they, they said, you know, these are double standards and um, against women. Mm-hmm. And one, this one dude was, like, um, saying that he was at a bar or a club one night, and he was at the bar having a drink mm-hmm. with his buddies, and all of a sudden, this chick comes up to the him. The gross girl in the bar. Yeah. Comes up to him, and she's grinding on him, grinding on his knee, putting, quote unquote, her gross vag. All on my thigh. All on my thigh. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So, he, and he said... You know, to his friends, if the roles were reversed, the bouncers would be dragging me out of here. Yes. 
And yes, that is a double standard, but the sub-double standard is if she was good-looking, he would not have had a problem with that. Right. Because he said she was the gross girl in the bar. Uh-huh. But if it had been the hot girl in the bar... Yeah, grinding on He'd have been all for it. Who knows? Yeah. So the double standard really is, why are hot people allowed to do that and gross people aren't? <laughs> I know. That's the real double standard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Good-looking yeah. people um, versus not well, so I mean, good-looking e- people. Even, even looking at, even going back to that that type of co-worker interaction... Mm-hmm. For, you know, if you want to play devil's advocate with it, why are other, why are women coworkers allowed to compliment each other in a manner that men are not allowed to? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I know girls all the time would be like, "Oh my gosh, your butt looks so cute today." Yeah, you know, if a guy said that, I'm like today, especially today, <laughs> just kidding. you're fired. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah unless you're good looking. Yeah, unless you're good looking. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. But seriously, though, you're you're right. Mm-hmm. Women, women do that all the time, yeah. and it and it is okay. Even if it even if it was a lesbian, mm-hmm. I don't think that another woman would get upset about it. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, or say something about it. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, and, there, and and once again, I'm not saying that it should be fair mm-hmm. like that. No, I don't, I don't I know. think I don't. I'm not advocating that men should be able to walk up to coworkers <laughs> and be like. Hey, your butt looks really good today. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that at all. But it's, once again, it's it's taking the concept of the double standard and saying, well, here here is another example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I think that still leads to there should be some double standards out there. Mm-hmm. That, and that's an example of one. Yeah. There, there are, I, I think in certain cases, it is okay to use the reason that, well, it's because men are men and women are women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and well. it's not to use it as, as a cop-out. Uh-huh. It, it's to look at, at more of a whole picture. Right. You know, I, I would never get angry if you came home and said, oh, yeah, Sheila told me my butt looked good today. Mm-hmm. But if you came home and said, you know, I was trying to think of another a guy's name that rhymed with, with Sheila, Sheila. But, I, but I can't, but... If you said that, you know, Todd said your butt looked good today, uh-huh. we've got a problem. You you say Todd a lot, huh? I say Tad, too. Oh, Tad and Todd? <laughs> Todd and Tad. Todd, Todd and Tad are douchebags. <laughs> you can throw them in the same group as Brad's. <laughs> Anybody, like, with that D as the last syllable? <laughs> that douchebag. Oh, and then, funny. remember, Karen's the bitch, too. Yeah, Karen. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I have yeah. some go-to derogatory names. I know, you do, huh? Um, but, you know, I, th- there's there's that type of... Of connotation to that, mm-hmm. um, you know. What I mean, it's it's the same thing. Same sex on <clears throat> same sex compliments and even actions to a point mm-hmm. are not only just acceptable but encouraged or applauded. Right. And you take that same type of bar scenario. Mm-hmm. Why is it that women are allowed to get drunk? Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, when I have some drinks, the lesbian in me comes out. And, oh, I and know. And I'm gonna, oh, I just, I have to make out with some of my girlfriends. Uh-huh. But dudes are never like, hey, bro, you gotta watch out when I when I'm throwing back those drinks, the gay in me comes out, and <laughs> oh I'm gonna be gosh. grabbing dicks and making out here in a few. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I know. I, should guys be able to do the same thing? Right. But if they did, there's a big. Freaking mosquito. This is what we get for leaving the back door open. I know. Flying around. I'm, I'm on standby to karate chop it. <laughs> um, but once again, if, if a guy would, and I've never even come in, 
encounters with that. But if a guy wouldn't do that, everybody would be like, oh my gosh, look how gay he is. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. But it's acceptable, and like I said, encouraged mm-hmm. for women to act gay. And I wonder what like truly gay people think about that. I know. Like are other gay women like, get out of here. Yeah. They're like, what get the out fuck? of here with your lipstick lesbian bullshit. Yeah. Like you're not you know, quit acting gay. Or maybe they <laughs> maybe they're like, I can I'll turn her yeah. all the way. Yeah, or we, got something. Some, we got somebody on deck. Yeah. <laughs> She's warming up. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I mean, that's I, why it's encouraged. I, I, or would they look at it as cultural appropriation? I know. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're not allowed to invade our culture and take it over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you, I, some of them, you can kind of get funny with them because mm-hmm. it's, they're so outrageously ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start, especially if you're coming at it from this almost whiny, like I said, victimized mentality perspective of it. Yeah. You, you flip it on its head and, and it's like, you don't got anything to whine about. I know. Yeah. I, that's so true. Well, another thing that, uh, you you had mentioned when we were preparing for the episode is the with the guy at the club mm-hmm. you know they're of course like about the oh gosh what was it what was it it was a threat level yeah between the man and the woman well, and then yeah and that kind of piggybacks on to you know why i think it's okay to say some things are this way because it's guys mm-hmm. and some things are this way because it's girls mm-hmm. and you take that scenario and the reason that if, if you go back to the bar situation where you say when he said if the roles had been reversed i would be dragged out of here mm-hmm. yes you would and for good reason yes now should have she been dragged out maybe mm-hmm. but the reason she would have been dragged out was different stereotypically Men are bigger and stronger mm-hmm. than women. I have been hit on by the gross and ugly girl in the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, you know, I've had the the girl I had zero attraction to come up to me and want to grind on me in the club or the bar or something like that. Anytime that that stuff happened, not once did I ever feel threatened mm-hmm. that they were going to do something against my will. Right. I always was in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of women aren't. I know. Most women aren't. Uh-huh. And so th- there is this this underlying kind of scary threat piece to that that, you know, takes their mind to a dark place. And, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't because I think some of that's very well warranted. But I think because of, of the fear and the threat there, men acting that way should be treated differently. Yeah. They should be dragged uh-huh. Out of the club, they should be dragged out of the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you watch any of those crazy videos, th- there's no crazy videos online of men in a strip club getting super crazy with the female strippers. Mm-hmm. But there are countless videos of women getting extremely insane around male strippers. Yeah. They are allowed to do things to male strippers that men are not allowed to do. Yeah, that's crazy too, yeah. huh? And it's that's because true. if the guy wants it, most of those guys are, are big guys. They work out. They're strong. There is no threat there. Mm-hmm. Even in the mob type of situation, <laughs> mm-hmm. that guy is still probably in control of the situation and mm-hmm. can put a stop to it at any point in time he wants. Yeah. Um, and, you know, most guys probably won't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. But, you know, there they are there isn't a threat there mm-hmm. from the male perspective. Right. Um, I know. But I mean there's a reason that bouncers walk the talent out to their cars at night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a very 
valid safety concern for those women. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they even do that at some restaurants, too. It's not just strip clubs, but in no, any, yeah. any of those restaurants or things like that where that type of behavior is kind of tolerable in that setting, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's there's some real fear there and, and safety concerns that they have to be worried about. Yeah, they do, definitely. And so there is a very valid reason that that double standard exists. Yes. Another one that kind of goes uh, kind of hand-in-hand with the, with the threat stuff is, like, domestic violence mm-hmm. and how women... Women, a woman can hit a dude and it be okay. Not necessarily, I wouldn't say okay, mm-hmm. but if a compared to if a male hit a female, right? Well, the, the argument from men, and I'll call them minimists instead of feminists, it's whiny men mm-hmm. for men mm-hmm. that they say, you know, they'll share a picture of some. You know, some white trash guy with a black eye mm-hmm. and then share, you know, a picture of you know, Ray Rice knocking his wife out, mm-hmm. you know, in that parking garage video and things like that. And say, you know, why did the, the woman that did this to the man didn't get any time served or anything like that. And and, you know, and this happened to him. Mm-hmm. First of all, I hate it when any argument is comparing one wrong to another wrong. Yeah. Well, and most of the time they're not comparable. Yeah, and they're the not. Thing. But that I think that still goes true for for this right here. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you look at some of the really high profile domestic violence cases, um, you know, you you see a Rihanna who was had the shit kicked out of her by Chris Brown, and you see the photos of. Of her eyes shut in her... And she's unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unrecognizable. Stitches, she got in the hospital. A woman can punch me square in the face, and I may have a broken nose. I may not. Mm-hmm. Most women don't punch. They slap. Mm-hmm. And if they do punch, it's, it's not like how a man punches. Mm-hmm. I, I think for as many women out there that want to fancy themselves that they are a Ronda Rousey, they're not. Mm-hmm. And they don't punch like a guy does they don't have the strength they don't have the technique whatever you want to throw in there i'm not saying that all women are like that but when you look at these even when you see like the videos of of a jay-z getting beat up by his Mm sister-in-law she wasn't hitting him like a man hits a woman yeah and or like a man hits a man right um you know there's that that i just saw one when we were looking at this stuff this this big old tall guy he's probably like six 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 i think he was some kind of pro athlete and his his short little girlfriend was slapping him, and he was like leaning back. I mean, she slapped him hard, but it was a slap. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to go to the hospital. She didn't break his cheekbone or crush his orbital cavity or give him stitches or anything. So even if he chooses to press charges when he gets in front of the judge and the jury, there's no shocking photographic evidence that shows what he went through. Yeah, I know. But for these women, there are. And But that still tends to be this minimist type of argument that, well, it doesn't matter that, you know, it, a wrong is a wrong. And yes, a wrong is a wrong, but the result was totally different. Mm-hmm. Women should not hit men and men shouldn't hit women. But when a woman does hit a man, it's not causing the same type of damage as when a man hits a woman. I mean, yeah. you can see those videos of women, you know, hitting a man multiple times on the shoulders and the face and the chest. And then you see one video of a guy backhanding his I wife know. and it knocks her out cold. Yeah. 
It's complete. I mean, that's why they have weight classes in boxing. Mm -hmm. And that's why the little featherweights and the lightweights don't knock each other out. Mm -hmm. Or very few of the times they, that they do, it's very few and far between. Mm -hmm. You look at all the, the girl fights on, on World Star, there's not a whole lot of knockouts. Mm -hmm. It's pulling, cat fighting, clawing, hitting and scratching, but they don't hit hard enough to knock each other out. Mm -hmm. How many countless videos do you see is some guy hitting one dude once and he goes down? Yeah, I mean, I the, the power dynamic is completely lopsided. Mm -hmm. um, so when you start screaming that there is a double standard there, you sound very weak mm -hmm. because textbook is there a double standard? Yes. But once again, it's for very good reason. Yeah. Yes. Most definitely. Um, so when, when, I was, when I was growing up, um, I think that... My, well, my dad only had girls. And mm -hmm. so, you know, he didn't have a boy to, I guess, treat me and my sisters differently. Even though, you know, I guess I could argue that he treated me differently because I was the oldest. Mm -hmm. But boys and girls get treated differently when they're growing up. And, I mean, it sucks when you're a teenage girl and you do want to go and be out later, you know, mm -hmm. than with everybody else but then you have that set curfew or whatever and the boys are just out there able to do whatever mm -hmm. because they're boys and uh i mean there was this one little it was a little cartoon that i saw and it was of a brother and sister and they were the boy was telling his mom you know mom i'm gonna go out and with uh you know, a couple of boys and this other girl, and uh, we're going to just go have dinner. Well, then the sister then says almost the exact same thing. And well, and the mom was like, okay, you know, son, don't make sure to, that you guys take care of your little girlfriend or whatever. But when the girl, when the daughter asked or said, mom, I'm going to go to dinner too. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'll have my boyfriend drop me back off. And she's like, boys mm -hmm. there's gonna be boys uh-uh you're not going anywhere and that's just that's how it is mm -hmm. it, it's definitely how it is it sucks that that's the way it is but when like you and i were talking about it a little bit more getting prepared for the episode it is for good reason yeah very good reason and and i and i mean the being a teenage girl and getting pregnant is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And that's where parents are coming from. Right. With it. Well, and I think that people people that have had their son knock somebody up will will say it's, you know, it's a big deal and it is. I mean, nobody wants their son to knock somebody up, you know, out of out of wedlock and rage, whatever it is. But it's still not as bad as if it happens to the girl, to the girl in her family. Mhm. Mm from coming from the perspective of parents, I don't even have a girl, mm -hmm. but I completely understand their perspective because you have no guarantee that whoever knocks your daughter up is going to be there, that's going to support the kid, that they're going to be able to get anything, that it's a loser, you know, and unfortunately most of the time they are, mm -hmm. um, or what the other parents are going to be accountable for or hold their own child accountable for. Yeah. If you have a 14 to 16, 17 year old daughter that's still in high school and she gets pregnant, 
as parents, that baby is your responsibility yeah. until she's old enough to take care of it. Now, when I say it's, it's your responsibility, I don't mean you adopt it and raise it and take care of it, but it's your problem. Mm-hmm. You're not kicking your daughter out. At that out. moment, yeah. Yeah. And saying, well, good luck. You got pregnant. You're out the door. Mm-hmm. It's your I mean, problem there, may, there probably is some parents that do that, yeah. too. And even if the guy fully steps up, is his life affected by that? For sure. But not like hers is. Mm-hmm. And not like her family's is. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is different. It is very different. The outcome of it is is way more impactful mm-hmm. on, on the girl and her family. Yeah, I know. Well, because when we were talking about it, I was like... Well, if I had a son and he knocked a girl up like that, I would make sure that he was responsible for, you know, yeah. the his new, his now mother of his child mm-hmm. and the child. And you were like, yeah, but not all parents are going to be like you. Yeah. Well, a lot of times whenever the, the parents of the boys first response and they find out their girlfriend's pregnant is, well, how do we even know it's yours? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it can immediately drive a wedge between both families mm-hmm. because you start playing the blame game. Yeah. And then, you know, you're able to kind of put your results and your life on hold for a few months, mm-hmm. but the girl and her family have to deal with it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's different. Yeah. Once again, because one's a girl and one's a boy. I know. And it, and like like we said, it should be. It's a double standard for good reason. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but it's still it's still out there. Yep. Um, so some of the some of the other double standards that we kind of wanted to go over. Um, one of them is how assertive women are considered bitches, like like in the workforce or yeah, I guess in general. A, a common. Um, double standard that you hear women throw out mm-hmm. is exactly that. That uh, when a woman is is in a position of power and she's assertive, she's labeled a bitch. Mm-hmm. And we disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what are you talking about? And, you know, it's one of those things where I, I th- you know, I, I have worked for women over the course from when I was in the military to when I worked for the government to my current boss right now, mm-hmm. I have, I have worked for women the entire, you know, 24 years I've been in the workforce mm-hmm. and it's been a constant for me. Mm-hmm. I think what, I think people that have this argument don't really know what's going on. And it seems like a common go-to. We see it on TV. We see it in the movies where, you know, the, there's this picture or clip of a boardroom with a, a woman in charge at the head of the table, and she's demanding productivity, and she's telling all the men in there in suits and ties that she's got bigger balls than they do. And and after the meeting, everybody's like, "Oh my god, she's a bitch." Well, that doesn't happen in real life. Mm-hmm. I've never had that happen. Yeah. I've never worked for a woman. And something happened, even if I was disciplined for something and ever walked out of that situation thinking or saying or anything that, God, she's a bitch. Uh-huh. And so what tends to happen is if guys have said that, it's because they deserved it. Mm-hmm. Something they did warranted disciplinary action or an ass chewing or being reprimanded or whatever. But this this notion that 
all these women running around in charge are bitches or are seen as bitches yeah. is not true. People tend to give that argument that don't really aren't involved in that corporate type of setting anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the flip side is a bitch is a bitch, whether she's in charge or not. Yeah, I know. Well, and you know, I look at my, when, you know, I had, I've worked for men and I've worked for women and I've worked, you know, alongside women that were fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause I guess I didn't even, I didn't explain that men, if they are, if they're that way, it's it's just that they are assertive. Yeah, and that that's what the argument that a man can be assertive and empowered, and he he's just an empowered assertive man. But uh-huh. a woman doesn't. She's a bitch, and it's no, no, it's not. That's that. not it. It is just don't be a bitch. Yeah, I mean it's I, you know what? Am I actually my my last boss that I most recently had? She said when she first started in property management that she was a bitch and she learned that she should not be that way mm-hmm. and i mean she wasn't a bitch when i worked for her right but you know there's definitely other girls that act bitchy mm-hmm. and it's like what what are you doing this for yeah you know you don't have to be a bitch to be assertive yeah. right so just stop. But a lot of women that do that, they're just a bitch. Whether they were in charge or not, they would still just be a bitch. They're a bitch to their husband. They're a bitch to their friends. They're a bitch at work. They're just a bitch all around. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. And I'm, I'm glad that, like, my old boss, that she learned from her mistake mm-hmm. <laughs> and decided to not be a bitch. Right. Because I think that most, most bitches won't, they won't admit that they're wrong. Or that they're right. bitches, you know? But they're the ones that will say that argument. Mm-hmm. That, well, I'm just assertive and, and, yeah. and it's like, no, nobody's saying you're a bitch because you're a woman. Uh-huh. We're saying you're a bitch because you're a bitch. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. If you were a man acting this way, we wouldn't say he's empowered and assertive. We'd say he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? I and know. I, I've worked for plenty of assholes. Right. That's true. Uh-huh. And it's, you, you once again, you flip it on its side... And and men could say, you know, women that that are empowered and charged, they're labeled independent, and they're they're you know they're they're given these opportunities, and they're they're labeled as these strong women, and they're empowered. But I'm assertive, and everybody calls me an asshole. It's like, no, yeah. dude, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. So once again, the argument goes both ways. Uh-huh. It's all about your attitude. It is. It totally yeah. is. I know. And that's the thing is, you know, looking at all of this, just. It should go, like, you just kind of, it has to be equal, yeah. I guess. You mm-hmm. know, if you're going to say that one person acts this way, the other person, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah, a really good one, I guess, that, that we've, a lot, all of us have seen, you know, the past at least couple of years is the dad bod thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a, it's a big thing, the, the dad bod. And I mean, I don't know who came up with, who came up with it, but. It wasn't men. Well, I know. And, and, you know, it's argue, (laughs) it, it, they say that it was a guy that had a dad bod that originally came out with it. 
But really, was it that or was it a woman saying... That didn't like how she looked and didn't like how she had a mom bod. Yeah, so why are all these... Why why aren't we getting... But there's, there's this... There's almost this... I don't know who's doing this, but it the argument from especially women is men with dad bods are being, you know, put on this pedestal, which, mm-hmm. A, I don't see that at all. Uh-huh. I will be the first person to make fun of a dad bod. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's who's saying this. Like, like some of the arguments is, well, celebrities, you know, you see a celebrity with a dad bod. Um, after when they're not, you know, Matt Damon's not in shape for a movie and he's at the beach with his kids, he's got a dad bod and he, he looks real handsome still. Well, are, are, is anybody really saying that? Mm-hmm. Because when I see a picture of Matt Damon fat and at the beach, I'm like, God, what the heck happened to Jason Bourne? He, he, he needs really, to hit the gym again. Yeah, he let he, himself go. Yeah, he let himself go. And I'm so equal opportunity and affair. I say the same thing about a woman when I see her fat. <laughs> God, Jeez, what happened to her? She let herself go. But I just treat everybody equally. Yeah. Letting yourself go is letting yourself go. But, but like, it's funny because, like, you saying that about a woman, mm-hmm. it you're considered a dick. Right. But if you say it about a man, it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. okay for you to, to say that about a man. Because mm-hmm. he won't get his feelings hurt. Yeah, he won't act like it. Uh-huh. A man won't start a... F your dad bod standards beauty page on Instagram <laughs> and get all the other dad bods behind him to demand that everybody tell them how beautiful and handsome they all are. Yeah. Because that's just stupid. Uh-huh. Um, but that that all ties into to that this almost non-existent double standard that everybody wants to say exists or is a double standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tends to come from that that type of place. Um, you know, when, when, whenever you know, I talked about it earlier when we we listened to you know uh, Dumb and Dumber's podcast about um, you know the same type of thing, and, and she she posted a picture of her five years prior when she was in shape, getting ready for a marathon, mm-hmm. and then she posted a picture of her recently where she was thirty pounds heavier, and she, of course, as everyone would su- suspect, got a ton of positive feedback Mm -hmm. and everybody told her how beautiful she was and how it's so encouraging that she's comfortable in her own skin and and all this and that's why she posted it was to get that positive feedback Mm -hmm. there there seems to be this this fake double standard of of people saying well when i post a photo of of my current self or an obese picture or something that, you know, would stereotypically be considered unflattering, they they say they post it and act like they get, you know... If they all get this a, hate. Yeah, like they get all this hate. Mm-hmm. And if you see this, and it's 500 comments, 495 of them are positive. Right. And you're going to get five dicks mm-hmm. yeah. that are saying something mean or yeah. berating you for wearing something that doesn't fit or showing up at the beach like that or whatever, but it's overwhelmingly on the positive side. Yeah. Uh-huh. But people still want to claim this, this fake double standard. Like, like they're not accepted uh-huh. and they are because right. that unfortunately is the norm in our society now. Mm-hmm. And the norm is the general population who is accepting of that. Cause they're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. I know. You know, you, 
get and received way more heat when you lost weight than you ever did at your biggest. Yeah. You oh, received yeah. way more encouragement when you were 50 pounds overweight uh-huh. on yeah. how beautiful you were and how, how confident you were. And I'm not saying people shouldn't have said that, uh-huh. but that's a double standard. It is. I know. Well, and one thing that like I always, I didn't, I never liked when people would, like if I posted my before and after, mm-hmm. I mean, I worked hard. I worked hard to, to get to where I am today. Yeah. And for people to just be like, oh, you were beautiful in both pictures. Mm-hmm. You're, you were beautiful before. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay. I, I get what, I, I think that you're just trying to be too nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly. It, I think it's one of three things. You're, Trying to be too nice. You're saying that because you currently look like the before picture. Yeah. And you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And so you want to say, well, you look beautiful here. So somebody else will say, well, you're, you're beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Um, or three, they're really, truly sincere about it. Yeah. But it's hard to tell. It is. Sometimes. I know. Um, but it is almost kind of a, a slight to the hard work and... And dedication, and, and mm-hmm. people that haven't made that journey don't understand that the initial loss is about this big of the accomplishment. I know it's doing that and, and keeping keeping it. it off for seven years. Uh-huh. That's the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but people tend to lose sight of that. Yeah, but it's well, I know, and and being and being fit for now, you know, seven years or however long I've been in mm-hmm. shape now. I mean, I, the initial. Uh, l- weight loss and everything. Everybody is for you. Yeah. Everybody is on your side. But then once you do get past that and you you have you've ha- had it off for quite yeah. some time, mm-hmm. then people start saying that, oh well, she's just oh my gosh, why does she she's posting another gym selfie or mm-hmm. you know stuff well, like she's that. She's too skinny now. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Or she's too skinny. Or. Oh, she might be on drugs. Is she doing cocaine or meth or something? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, and, and once so again, shitty. flip that on its head mm-hmm. where think about how that would, that argument would go if it went the other way. Oh, she's way too fat now. What is she addicted to food or something? Look yeah. at what she's doing to her body. That's gross. Uh-huh. I mean, you would be hauled out of town and beaten to death for even suggesting that someone being fat was unattractive nowadays. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and you're not allowed to say it. No, I know. And, and that's... That, and not like not like it is okay to say. Well, fat's not a bad word. Right. Fat has become a bad word. Like, you say the word fat and people gringe, like like you're dropping an N-bomb or something. Yeah. And that's not... It's not the same thing. Fat is an observation and a fact. <laughs> right. It's not a judgment call. Mm-hmm. I'm not berating your character when mm-hmm. I say... Oh, you're fat. It's this. It's you know. It's a variation of what you can label someone. Oh, you're fit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're chubby. Oh, you're. Fit. But it's none of those words are bad. Mm-hmm. It's just people feel bad about those words because they think it's negative because they don't feel good about where they're at. You know what else? So um, it, that reminds me of when you you were at the airport by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I guess maybe within the last year. Yeah, was it was it? it was this year. Um, and uh, Yeah, it was this year. And so 
You, you, okay, you see those shirts all the time. I've worn it on here before. Well, no, I, I'm saying oh, okay. the other. Um, the shirts of like, oh, um, I have a proud dad bod or, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's just like, haha, that's funny. Right. Yeah. Pr- proud, da- proud dad bod in the making. Yeah. Or, or it's an arrow point of their belly that's like, that's not fat. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a reservoir for like sexual something, you know, or yeah. it's, it's something making light and poking fun of or the like, fact that they're overweight. like beer, like a, a little like beer belly yeah. thing or something. Mm-hmm. Well, so Seth has a shirt that says fit, no excuses. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it's just a, a shirt that he got. I typically wear it to the gym. Yeah. And he, he was at the airport one day and he's like, getting all of these really mean looks and he's like what is going on like i was i was at chicago o'hare and the wing i was on for united airlines there's like a food court and everybody's crammed in there and there's not one healthy option out Mm -hmm. of it so i went to the sandwich shop and got the healthiest thing i could get with like extra turkey and all this stuff and no no mayonnaise and no cheese nothing unhealthy on it no chips Mm mm-hmm or anything like that. Try to make the best of my situation. And I had my Fit No Excuses on shirt because I had flight issues. And so I, I, that was the only shirt I had left. Because usually I just wear it to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had it on and, and I'm not thinking about the shirt I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there eating my pound and a half of turkey. <laughs> yeah. And I'm getting these like just serious go to hell looks from, from people. And I, I don't... I'm not that big of a dick that I'm like, oh, that's a fat person looking at me. I, it's just people. I see people like frowning and, and giving me dirty looks. And sometimes I think people are trying to figure out who I am because mm-hmm. I don't know why. But people Everybody are, always comes up to you and is are like, like, are you? you are you so I know you from something. Yeah. Or, are you, you like so-and-so's cousin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or they're like, are you, were you in the UFC? Oh, I know. I get yeah. that a lot too. Uh-huh. Um, and, but so I, I don't think too much about it, but it's like happening so much. And then I realize that they're looking at my shirt and they're hating on my, my fit, no excuses shirt. It didn't say you're fat. Mm-hmm. It didn't say, I don't like fat people. It didn't say get your fat ass to the gym. It just said fit, no excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were so upset they were I judging had that you. shirt on. Yeah. yeah. And they were just like, fuck him. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with your fit ass. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh, he's eating turkey. Mm-hmm. Oh, he thinks he's so better, so much better than us. And it's like, you, you didn't do anything except for wear a fucking shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's crazy. That's stupid. That's double standard. It is. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not right either way. Right. You know, whether you, you know, you make fun of a fat person or a fit person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that we were, uh, I don't think we didn't like, I guess we talked about it, but like we didn't say, oh, let's talk about this for sure. But um, when men and women, how... Uh, women are able to have like standards with 
Like how they, you know, when it's they're a single. Checklist and, yeah. Uh-huh, they have a the checklist. type of partner they want. Mm-hmm. And so they want, you know, oh, I, I want a guy that's 6'2 and, you know, has a, a full head of hair or, or mm-hmm. whatever. But if a guy yeah, does Guys that, are not allowed to do that. No. Mm-hmm. I want a blonde that has yeah. big boobs or, or yep. whatever. I only date blondes. Uh-huh. Um... It's like, why do you only date blondes? That's so sexist to say something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you know, I only I only want to date a girl with fake boobs, or I only date a girl that's um, five two. Yeah, five two. Uh-huh. Or, or, or heaven forbid, they say they want to date a girl that weighs less than one hundred forty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're a king asshole for saying that. But women, you know are more allowed to set, have that list. I want a guy that's six foot two. I want a guy that has a full head of hair. I want a guy that makes six figures. I want a guy that drives a nice car. And and most men, there's nothing on their list that's really materialistic as far as money or income or cars or or styles of clothes or whatever it is. That doesn't even register. Mm-hmm. It's purely looks. Yeah. Women have a smattering of, of looks and success and, and comfortability in there. But men don't, mm-hmm. and and the lists are very different. And usually, a woman's list is longer of the must-haves and the must-have-nots. Mm-hmm. And the guys' lists are very short. Yeah. Well, I don't care. I don't care about any of this other stuff as long as she's A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Right. I and know. usually, A, B, and C are frowned upon. Yeah, I know because a woman and could say, "Yeah, I want a dude that makes six figures," mm-hmm. and that's still well. I don't know. Maybe maybe some people would would think. I was gonna say some women would think that she's a gold digger, yeah. <laughs> because it seems like it's women that hate on other women mm-hmm. most of the time for getting what they want. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Well, and and that's once again. I I'm not complaining about that. Mm-hmm. I think every sex should be able to. Have whatever list you want. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be as picky as you want. That's why so many of you are in, in shitty, awful relationships, because you weren't picky enough. Right. You settled. Mm-hmm. So don't settle. If you want, you know, that six-foot-two, six-figure, thick head of hair that goes to the gym and takes care of himself, go after it. Now, you're going to have to be that counter mm-hmm. and equal in your own manner, so... Not everybody can land that guy. Bring your best version yeah. of yourself. Your absolute best. So some beggars can't be choosers. Uh-huh. So just don't be in the beggar category and then be <laughs> as picky as you want. Right. And the same thing with guys. Uh-huh. If you want a five foot two blonde haired girl with double D's, then go get it. Yeah. Move to California. They're on every corner. <laughs> I mean, you, you can be as picky as you want. You shouldn't be berated because... Whether your standards are high or low, they're your standards. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be berated by that. And that that's really where... And and I think some people kind of blur double standard and hypocrisy together. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it does blur. I, I think that's that's uh-huh. a valid reason. But they still are different things. But the, the when these things really, really start to bother me, it's when... You tell me that I'm not allowed to have my own opinion, tastes, and standards. That I have to tell you that you're the most drop-dead beautiful person on the world because you want me to say it. Mm -hmm. Not because that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Not because that's what I feel. Not because that's not what I'm attracted to. But your feelings are that paper thin that you're demanding that that I 
acknowledge you and call you something that I don't believe you are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would never try to mandate that people say that bald-headed men are good-looking. Yeah. There are plenty of women that aren't into bald-headed guys. Yeah. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get all those women. No. But I would never start at F your bald standards <laughs> and demand that the general population continually say that I'm beautiful. And I wouldn't have a lot of other bald-headed guys following me, and we all talk about how beautiful our bald heads are. Are you and sure? I, I think, I, I, think could, this, I could try to start it and I see what happens. I think this thing happen. But we would, I wouldn't be, you know, taking pictures of my bald head and, and you know, talking about, you know, felt cute, might shine my head later, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, taking a picture of my bald head at the beach and talking about, you know, be proud of what you have, let the sun hit it, hit all of your glorious skin on your oh head. Oh my gosh. You know, I wouldn't do that <laughs> because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So when you take that same concept that people tend to apply to a certain group of people and then try to apply it to something else, it's absurd. Yeah, it is. And that's where I get angry, uh-huh. you know. Just stop whining about it mm-hmm. because you're not really, it, it's, it's not enough that and, and that's the thing. If I was to start at F your bald standards, it's not enough that a bunch of bald guys could get together and talk about how great bald people are. And we could have role models like a Bruce Willis and a, and a Vin Diesel and a Dwayne Johnson and Michael Chiklis and whatever other bald-headed guy you want to throw in there. And it's not enough that we would be together. We would have to then force our opinions of our own bald beauty mm-hmm. on everybody. everybody else and demand that they all tell us how beautiful bald is yeah and it's okay it is okay for like like they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder and so is ugliness (laughs) but you don't have not everybody thinks everybody is everything is beautiful Mm -hmm. you don't and, and that's okay you don't have to think that you're beautiful or i'm beautiful you know you have your own taste everyone has yeah. their own taste and you're not allowed to say that you don't care what other people think while demanding that everybody yeah, thinks a certain way. That's the I mean, that's, that's where I get so pissed off and irritated about mm-hmm. it, is don't try to force me into your little box of what you think is a certain way mm-hmm. on any level. Right. Um, and that's why you get pushback from it. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Um, we were, so you and I, we were talking about, well, we've mentioned it on, on previous episodes about how it's easy for you to be, to look like a good husband. Mm-hmm. And how do you word it? You say it's easy it's for It's easier for me to look like a good husband and it's easier for you to look like a bad wife. Yes. Yes. And that, I mean, that goes... That goes with, I mean, being a, a good a good husband, it's like... Doing the bare minimum. Yeah, doing the bare minimum. And same thing for, like, men uh, being a good dad, too. Yeah. And um, you were you were saying that, like, when when little Seth was was young and you would pick him up, take him mm-hmm. and pick him up from yeah, school... Yeah, be, because of my schedule, I would take him to school or before school care and pick him up every day mm-hmm. after work 90 plus percent of the time and that's what i would do to the point that a lot of the women at the 
after school care or even his school thought I was a single dad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even even saying that, they didn't acknowledge that they themselves were the ones going there to pick up their own kids as much. Mm-hmm. I looked like the best dad in the world because I was there. But not only did I look like the best dad, my ex was immediately labeled as lazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, not. That's... Yeah. Why wouldn't... Why would she not... Why would mm-hmm. a mom not pick up her own son? Yep. Type thing. Yep. Why is she never here? Why is it always him? Uh-huh. But not thinking that all those women... I'd never seen any of their husbands. I'd been there every freaking day. They all look like single moms to me. Uh-huh. Right. And so... And But nobody thinks twice about that. Yeah. And, yeah, if they were... And no one would say... Oh, she must be a single mom. Mm-hmm. Or they wouldn't say your husband's a piece of shit for not coming and picking right. up those kids. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. but they would so it's say a, it's that. So it's a huge double standard yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. It is, I know. But um, go, kind of going going in with that about <clears throat> the stay-at-home mom stuff. You're saying it wrong. It's called a SOM. Oh. That's their new acronym. Oh, okay. S-A-H-M. Okay. <laughs> SOM. A SOM. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we have friends that have stay-at-home dads. Mm-hmm. And they're generally labeled as lazy. Mm-hmm. And stay-at-home moms are not. Um, for some reason, they are, you know, over the men that choose to be stay-at-home dads. The women are, you know, pretty much put on... Once again, I think this is another... Sp- Another double standard that people try to perpetuate that exists, but it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. For the most part, the general consensus from the population is stay-at-home moms are great, and that they're, you know, it's like running a Fortune 500 company, and they're doing the job of 45 people, and and whatever article you want to see about how great that is, mm-hmm. but you don't see that about the men. Mm-hmm. But you also don't see men talking about how hard and much responsibility it is to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. They aren't complaining about it. They aren't whining about it. They're not telling their wife when they come home, hey, I've got to get out of the house this weekend with the fellas. (laughs) Dealing with the kids and everything was just too much. Uh Stay-at-home dads don't do that. Uh And the stay-at-home dads I know are ecstatic that that they don't have to go to work. Uh They are so happy. And, And... some of them have brand new babies. I'm talking terrible twos and younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're dealing uh-huh. with bratty kids, and they are still so happy that they don't have to go to work. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's because of what I said earlier. Guys are guys, and girls are girls. But you don't see this coalition of sads <laughs> or sods together. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, sods. Banding together uh-huh. to yeah. Yeah. talk about, you know... How they actually contribute more than their partner who's going to work every day does. Uh-huh. And some of it may be because of the wives of those stay-at-home dads seem way more appreciative than the husbands of the stay-at-home moms. That's probably true, too. I so know. that's probably part of it, too. Uh-huh. And part of it is it's not an expectation. And I think guys in that situation, you know, I, I, I did that for a while, but it was not by choice. Uh-huh. It was when the economy tanked. I've talked about it on here a little bit. And aside from the stress of trying to find a job, that was awesome. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. I loved it. Uh I absolutely loved it. Um, And that seems to be the consensus from guys Uh that they they absolutely love it. And and it's almost like 
they seem a little more appreciative of that circumstance. Yeah. And I don't, maybe it's because those guys have actually been in the workforce. And I know a lot of stay at home moms that, that weren't ever really in the workforce. They may have had jobs here and there, but it wasn't like, you know, corporate pressures Mm -hmm. and these type of expectations. Like the dads I know, these dads Mm -hmm. were successful career guys that, their wives had opportunities to be the breadwinner. Yeah. And they said, have at it. Take it. I'll stay at home. And the yeah. guys almost like feel like, hee, 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 I got away with this. I get to stay at home all day and, and watch the kids and take naps and, and give them sandwiches and go to the park and do play dates. It's awesome. It's great. And they, they recognize how much better that life is mm-hmm. than their you know 12-hour work shift that they were having to do five days a week oh, and mandatory gosh, overtime yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they love it. Yeah. I mean, do I count for anything? Cause I, and you're a stay at home dog mom. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're even lower than that. <laughs> I, but so, but the difference between like me and I don't complain about, well, you have nothing to complain about. <laughs> I have, I have the life. <laughs> it's awesome. I love being able to stay at home with, my doggies and you. Yeah, but a stay-at-home mom would, would is rolling their eyes like crazy. Right I know. <laughs> They're like, you, shut are the you fuck kidding up. me? Your yeah. dogs don't have to have diapers changed, <laughs> and they don't have soccer practice and enlisting all that stuff. And I'm not saying that it's it's not similar to a full-time job. I'm mm-hmm. just noting the fact that I have yet to hear a male complain about it. Mm-hmm. That I know. I'll see some minimus out there that want to hop on that bandwagon and be mm-hmm. like, I had no idea how... Hard my shut up, dude. You are trying to get some major brownie points mm-hmm. by saying crap like that. Because yeah. all the dudes are like, this is the best. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm just stating the facts that I hear. Yeah. yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I know. But you've dealt with it yourself, though, too. Mm-hmm. And so you have personal experience from it. Right. To where you're not just this asshole dude that is saying that it's an easier well, job. My ex did it before I did, and she hated it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hated it. Yeah. She, we, we were going to go through a period where she was going to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hated it and was like, I've got to get back to work. But I was like, man, if, if, if you would make enough money where I don't ever have to go back to work, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't, maybe, maybe, once again, like I said, guys are guys and girls are girls. Mm-hmm. Guys tend to handle that that differently, it seems like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can't lump all of the stay-at-home moms into right. one. Well, yeah, I mean, and, we've, we've known are, some stay-at-home moms yeah. that are like, this is the best gig on the planet. Yeah. Don't ever let anybody tell uh-huh. you otherwise. This is awesome. I realize how uh-huh. how lucky I am to not have to go to work. Yeah, it just sucks that there's the majority of them mm-hmm. are the complainers. Well, and that's another <laughs> argument you're, you're not allowed to have. And uh-huh. I'll probably get berated oh, gosh. for saying that. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's, you know, blasphemy to even hint that a stay-at-home mom has it even slightly easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Bill Burr says it best. <laughs> oh, gosh, he does. He He's a little, he's a little crazy with it, but I think that it, that's, I think I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> completely. Yeah. You two, Bill Burr's, Jokes about stay-at-home moms. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Oprah. He <laughs> can't stand. Yeah. Can't stand Freaking it. Oprah. Oprah, yeah. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. I mean, was there anything else that we wanted to, to 
to add to? No, I mean, I mean, we, we, we talked about you know the the le- kind of legitimate type of double standards out there. We we talked about the the double standards that we think are you know valid and and actually kind of should be mm-hmm. uh, because of differences. And then we kind of talked about some that are you know in our opinion kind of fake double standards that that you know e- either at one point in time were double standards but they're not now. Yeah, I know. Well, and I don't understand why people have to keep complaining about it, mm-hmm. is the thing. I, I'm, I'm a very firm believer that it all works out in the wash. Mm-hmm. That you give some, you take some. Isn't that the Facts of Life song? Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. For some reason, when I started to say that, I, I wanted to say, and that's, that's the, facts the Facts of Life. Of life. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think that it all probably kind of evens out mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, whatever you're complaining about, chances are there's another area around that that you wouldn't complain about, but somebody else would. Yeah. And, you know, like I said at the beginning, when you, you want to kind of turn yourself a victim to the double standard, I'm not a, I'm not a big person on that's not fair. Mm -hmm. If I see something that at first seems unfair, I don't say that it's unfair. I just figure out how I'm going to overcome it. Mm -hmm. So just do that. Yeah. Um, and even if that double standard does exist, prove them wrong. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't know, be the be the better yeah. person. Be the yeah. better everything. Mm-hmm. And, and be the winner. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we actually tied everything into relationship stuff. There was a few we talked about that weren't. Like, yeah, but... But I, I think that... You know, most people are affected by some kind of double standard, and there are a million of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 could have probably done a five part series on on the different types of double standards, um, and there are there there's a lot. But, but you know, remember that there's there is a difference between a double standard and hypocrisy, mm-hmm. and sometimes they kind of blur. Mm-hmm. But you know, th- there is there is a difference. Um, you know, and I think that. You know, we, I think we did a pretty good job with not getting kind of in the in the the political side yeah, I know. of the double standard uh-huh. because that's pretty divisive. Yeah, I is. you know I I hope that you know even when when you and I talk, um, we don't really disagree mm-hmm. on anything. So when people listen to us or they watch us, they're not hearing counter argument points. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately for them, we're the one with the microphone and. Yeah. You don't get a rebuttal with us, uh-huh. but you either even, agree even when, or disagree. Even when we talk to people that don't agree with us or they have a varying opinion, I may not change my mind, but I still at least understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and, and uh, when you when you dig your heels into the point that oh they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. No, I know. Well, then you're stubborn mm-hmm. and you're not listening to the point. Yeah, and you're not. Once you start going down that path, you're not somebody that can even have a debate or conversation about it in the first place. Yeah, I know. You're irrational. Uh-huh. And you're not thinking about it. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's a... The, I mean, that about wraps it up. And, and the drink's gone anyway. Yeah. Mine has been gone for a while now. I'm surprised. Um, but yeah, it wraps up our episode for today. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And we're on uh, iHeartRadio again. Yeah, so. we're on iHeartRadio and anywhere you where you listen to your podcast. 
And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.